It's not easy being a parent, knowing when to hug your child, when to kill him. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are back with season 11 with a surprisingly great Buck Lemming episode. Uh, Chris, is Buck Lemming? Hmm. how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to talk about this episode. How are you? I'm also doing great and also excited to talk about this episode this is a plot it throws you off when i ask you how you're doing it does i'll never expect it uh this is (laughs) a plot moving episode chris like we are yeah we're in this we're like in this shit right now yeah they um they move things forward to to a degree that i almost couldn't stop myself from watching the next episode i didn't um this this has the feel of a season finale i wonder if this is a mid-season um like cliffhanger Mm Hmm. Yeah, it felt like this is this was like definitely we're taking a break after this or something because oh yeah, December ninth um, to January twentieth definitely oh, definitely okay. took took a break during the middle of wow. this. So yeah, wow. wow. Imagine waiting six That's, weeks to get to the end of this. Yeah, um, but you know, overall, I feel like even when I was watching it live up until somewhere in season ten, the only time that I felt like I really could not wait and was like obsessing was probably back in like season six. Mm-hmm. Um. And it wasn't because it was good. It was like when Sam was soulless, I didn't know what was going on. So I was like desperate to find out what happened next. Uh, and, you know, slowly as time went on, it just became a show that I enjoyed to watch every week. But it didn't, it wasn't a holy shit, going to be there for Supernatural. Um, but this, if I was watching this live, I feel like this would have started to like really kick up my interest again. Um, and, you know, maybe part of that is because it's Sam centric or has a Sam centric plot. But at the same time, this episode does a really good job of my favorite thing when they actually have both brothers having a storyline um castiel you know he didn't quite make the cut on this one but it's okay we have a lot of other guest stars it's all right <laughs> he's that off happens. he's off screen getting cured from his fish curse so next next episode he'll be back in full human form we won't have to full worry about form. as yeah. kaz is speaking he won't have to make that weird fish noise anymore we'll get to see the trench coat again i'm looking forward to it <laughs> you're so stop. Before we get into the main part of this episode, I want to thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They throw up a couple of dollars per month and get some cool benefits. We have a discord server that is always popping off. We're still in the middle of shark week right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't really know what's happening there. Chris just keeps posting hunky sharks. Don't know where he's sourcing mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, hey, don't worry about it. But uh, go check that out. We also have exclusive podcasts available to all of our patrons. We've done um, Haunting of Hill House, Cowboy Bebop, uh, a bunch of random 
listener suggested stuff, uh, you can get access to all of that. So patreon.com slash monster of the week. And thank you for everybody that's done that. Chris, what has been happening in season 11 thus far? Last time on Supernatural, <laughs> a force older than God was released upon the world. <laughs> the darkness is loose in the form of a young woman named Damara, and she's got her eye on Dean. <gasps> Meanwhile, Sam is having hellish visions of Lucifer's cage. Huh? But are these visions from God or another trick of the devil? Mm. All the while, the successor to the legacy of Brick Holmes pumps away at his buys, waiting until the time is right. Excellent. I really like the sound effects here in that one. I don't know how you did that at the same time you were talking. That's some really, really excellent breath control. I'm a ventriloquist. Control. I'm a ventriloquist. You got that breath control, my man. Yep, that's right. Uh, one of my favorite uh, lines from a rap song. Um, it, it's a it's a song called "Letters to a Young Rapper," and it's all about this dude like giving advice to young rappers. And <laughs> one of the lines is, "Learn a little breath, breath control. You don't want forty motherfuckers on stage backing you up." <laughs> I just every time I see like anybody with like ten dudes behind them like coming in on the beat to to yell out the lyric, I just think like, yeah. "Oh yeah, they're taking a breath. That's what they're doing." Yeah. I never realized that. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, so we are covering season 11, episode nine. Oh, brother, where art thou? This was written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. This was directed by... Are you sure this is the first time an episode has been named this? <laughs> no, I am not. This was directed by Robert Singer, and it came out on December 9th, 2015. Amara unleashes her power upon the world. Amara unleashes her power on the local townspeople as she issues a shocking challenge. That's not true. Dean tries to better understand the hold Amara has on him. Also not true. While Sam and Kylie come up with a plan that could have disastrous consequences. That's always true. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Um, we have, I want to get this out of the way real quick. Uh, Cause when I was, before I watched the episode, when I'm making my notes, I always go through and like copy the guest stars and stuff. So I can have a, a name to refer back to on the podcast. And I was uh, not very surprised to see Mark Pellegrino show back up as Lucifer. He's going to reprise yeah. this role that we haven't seen since season five, I think maybe yeah, season six no maybe season seven six? i think seven when he was uh in sam's head okay season seven um, i could be wrong and and just like as we've done before uh we're just going to casually mention that yes we know that dude is a huge piece of shit in real life and he's been pretty toxic to the supernatural fandom uh also he has the unfortunate ability to play a pretty dope lucifer uh so yeah it's it's a it, <laughs> it sucks <kinda> sucks <laughs> it sucks trying to separate that because there's mm-hmm. some moments in this that are really really great um and um yeah so we'll just talk about the character instead of the actor exactly but i wanted to get out of the way first uh our then statement our then segment uh sets us up amara eats a bunch of souls i think we find out that she's god's sister she's also super into dean uh meanwhile sam is having visions about the cage and then we go to a fountain in a park uh with a stone cherub in it with a guy preaching about the end of the world and there's like a crowd gathered around him including amara who interrupts the speaker and basically asking like why is it going to be only the chosen that gets raised to heaven like Mm -hmm. i don't even think god is listening to any of you and the speaker's like that's 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 not cool you should definitely not say that you should apologize to god immediately and amara's like "Eh, i'm not gonna do that instead i'm gonna turn all that water to blood (laughs) this this show of of power um it starts off in a in a very old school supernatural way and it works really well for me um obviously this is going to escalate but when she first just turned the water into blood i was like hell fucking yeah that's some classic demon shit that's some classic bad guy supernatural stuff right there um and the way that she is she's questioning and challenging 
these people is really interesting. It's not a, you're all fools, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she's having a debate that she thinks she's already won. So that, you know, that her mindset is, is clear there. But really, she's trying to be like, why do you even believe this shit? Like, what, like what's going on with you people? And while actively trying to, to bring God down. That's, that's her main goal throughout this episode, is to confront God by going through his followers. To get his attention. Um, yeah. and, and this does not work. Uh, instead, the speaker thinks that she is God, and she kind of laughs a little bit and is like, no, you, you, you're definitely not. And then she calls down lightning and fucking lights everybody up at this little rally <laughs> and yeah. turns the blood back to water and then just wanders off. Uh, yeah, we have not seen her pull these kind of like, I mean, we've seen her eat souls, and that's kind of it. Yeah, um, and, 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 and we know that her presence like corrupted a town at the beginning of the season, yeah. but we really haven't seen her use that at all. Like that was just seemed to be a side effect of everything. Yeah, and um, that's that was like almost before she like took a physical form in um in the form of amara yes so it's it's interesting to see what she's capable of as fresh when she was conjuring those clouds and that's when the dude is like holy shit like are you god or like are you a test sent by him and she's like uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, she pulls down like a pillar of lightning and just like takes everybody down it's it's very cool it is very cool i have to say um i'm, I'm into the lightning stuff here the turning the fountain into from water turning the fountain water to blood is a little like she's the science she, behind it. Where does she, it come from? She's new to the no, not even that. She's new to the world, right? Like uh-huh. she she doesn't really know much about humans. She's studied them a little bit. Like it seems very it seems a very like horror movie thing for someone that oh, okay, presumably yeah. has never seen horror movies, right? Like like how would she know that we're all scared of Jigsaw, the villain from Saw? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. At first I was like, oh, it's like kind of like biblical almost, right? Like, but like when she finds out about the Bible later, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible definitely came later after her. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, good point. Good point. And she's also, I know we saw her studying like, right. Like we, when she was living with Crowley, she was studying the human race, but so it could be that it was just a, it's a very cool effect. Like it's very like evocative, but at the same time, I'm like, why that Amara? Um, anyway, after she burns all of these bodies, she turns her face up to the heavens and just says, well, kind of expectedly, uh, Mm -hmm. waiting for God to come down. And of course he doesn't. And we go to our main episode. Yes. Um, we get start with a, close up on sam's face um and he's sort of lit in this like really dark dull like blue white light kind of um and pull out a little bit further and we see that sam is in the cage and there he is lucifer is with him and these are the moments where i really like the way that the show represents lucifer lucifer does not speak to sam lucifer touches sam's face and this is a very unsettling moment you know with lucifer has his small little smile on and Sam smiles too, um, and that is very strange. Uh, or Sam kind of looks like he smiles at least. Maybe it's not like a full on like grin, like he's happy, but he isn't afraid. That's that's for sure. It's a look of contentment, which seems very right. unusual. Yeah, very strange. We cut from there straight to like Sam and Dean like arguing about this. Dean being like, "Is this really the answer?" Um, uh they want to know well, when when sam comes to he does look over and he's like oh, thinking like yes. ah is this what you really want and like a bur- he looks over and then literally sees a burning bush <laughs> yes yes forgot about that forgot there, yeah there is a full-on burning bush here and then we cut over to him and dean arguing about it and i love uh, this uh like robert singer does a really interesting camera angle here like he shoves the camera in their face and kind of does almost like a fisheye effect mm-hmm. uh where your their, their face is super close and everything else is kind of far away as they're like yelling into the camera at each other like it's a really there's some really interesting non-standard supernatural camera angles throughout this episode that i appreciate 
And I, I wasn't even looking at it in a super critical way. It was like, it might, maybe it's not even good filmmaking. I don't know. And I really don't care because it's different. Mm-hmm. And whenever they do different, I'm, I appreciate it, even if it doesn't land. This episode, I feel like it works really well. Everything that they do, um, it really builds up the, the atmosphere throughout this, this episode. Yeah. Uh, Sam is basically saying like, hey, um, or I guess Dean starts out with, he's like, you know, I know you want to go to the cage and wake up Lucifer and talk to him, but that's the, literally the greatest evil that it's ever hatched. And Sam's like, actually, uh, Lucifer was the greatest evil, but then we let the darkness free. And the only time that I have these visions are when I talk to God and the only time, and I felt this intense feeling of calm when Lucifer yeah. touched me. And I think that God is telling me to go talk to Lucifer. That's Sam's defense here. And mm-hmm. I understand what he's saying, but I was like, Sammy, buddy, like, don't come on. Um, because he, his, he's like, this can't be fake. This, I can't be making this shit up because when I imagine Lucifer, I feel calm. Why would I ever, ever in a million years imagine that unless it was a vision from God? Um, and yeah, that's not true. <laughs> it's not. And, um, and the other thing that Dean says is like, well, I mean, like, what, what kind of proof do you have of that? Like, how can we trust that? And, Dean, and Sam's like, I literally saw a burning bush. Like, okay, Sam, calm down. Yeah. And even Dean yeah. is like, you, you were in a forest, bro. Like, it could just be on yeah, fire. It doesn't mean anything. I hate it. I've talked about this before. I hate it when these boys get into an idea where they, this is the one true way. It has to be me. I'm the only one that can do it. It's, it, this is the only thing that could, it, it could possibly mean. Like, I wish, I know that Sam is on a quest at this point. And he's he's really trying his best to solve this problem. He's taken a lot of guilt on his shoulders for, for setting the darkness free because it's hundred percent his fault. Uh, but like he seems to be putting on a blindfold about all of this stuff mm-hmm. in a way that's really going to bite him in the ass. Which is like I, you hate to see it, but I also kind of appreciate this as part of who Sam is. He used to get those blinders on all the time. Season one, season four, Demon Blood. He he sees that one the one true path in his mind, and he feels like he has to do it, even though he's afraid. Which is very heroic, but it's also very foolish. Um, but yeah, he's 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 convinced that if they talk to Lucifer, if they get down to the cage somehow, that he can tell them how to defeat the darkness. Because I they got the lore all mixed up, if you ask me, right? Because Amara yeah. is older than God. I mean, not older than God. Sorry, older than Death. Mm-hmm. So Death didn't know who the darkness was. Um, but Lu- yet Lucifer was around for the darkness. So there, there's a line. The death is like me and God. We, we don't know who's older. So yeah. I'm confused. Um, and that could be, <clears throat> you could ret- retcon that by saying that like, Oh God just told death. Like, I don't know which came first, but really created him and just wanted to, and didn't create him until it was time for stuff to start dying. Um, you could, but it's, it does seem a little clunky. It does seem a little retconny to have Lucifer be like, Oh Yeah. He definitely knows how to kill the darkness because he was around when she was locked up the first time. Or not, maybe not necessarily kill her, but to lock right, her up. Right, how right. God did it the first time. So. And I'm fine with Lucifer having this knowledge. Like, me that too. works for me. Yeah. But like, let's, let's try to keep it consistent, people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, we have another surprise guest on this uh, when Sam and Dean go to meet up with Crowley. Yeah. Uh, because obviously the cage is in hell. And they have to, they're going to have to go into hell to go talk to the cage. And uh, Crowley at first is super not interested in this and is surprised to find out that she is God's sister. And like his reaction of like, he has relatives is really good and pure Crowley. I I, I really love it. 
Um, and Sam says, like, like, look, we're not wanting to let him out. We just want to talk to him. Uh, and we go to this big CGI thing that we've seen a couple of times before of, like, this cage floating in a nothingness with Lucifer inside of it looking super, super deadly. Yeah, and we have, like, a um, like a slow zoom into the cage. And then there's, like, these church, these creepy church organs playing. Uh, I really love the music throughout this episode. Actually, they just go for it. They don't even give a shit. They they fucking uh, go hard, dude. Like the, the the choral stuff at the end is so mm-hmm. fucking good. Like it's it's. I love all of this shit. So yeah, they're going they're going in on this on these church organs, and then they zoom in, and you finally like this. You see Lucifer. You like looking back up as if he knows they're talking about him. Um, and then Crowley reveals, and this is I actually did think was very interesting. Crowley v- reveals that the cage was sealed by God Himself. Now, I don't know if he means that it was sealed way back eons ago. It was sealed by God himself. Or when they threw Lucifer back into the cage, if God sealed it. Because God is this presence that isn't present. Like, we, we never see God. We don't hear anything from him. We don't know what he's doing. Um, other than the fact that he kind of is there. And he's, like, maybe done a few things. Um, well, we, we kind of s- know, right? Because, like, right. Castiel was exploded by Lucifer in the end of season five and then somehow put back together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, God was, or somebody with that kind of power, was moving around that day. Um, Crowley re- refers to the cage as a divine mechanism. So, I think it's not a very far leap to say that, like, God had to be there to lock this bad boy up. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they never unlocked to begin with because they used those rings or whatever to open it up and. You know, that could have just been a spell that was a portal into it doesn't matter. I just think that that's an interesting uh thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, so they here. so Crowley reveals that uh they need to find a place that will neutralize Lucifer's powers and still let them talk to him. And to do that, they're going to need the Book of the Damned. Yeah, it might have the secrets to the mysteries of this cage. So um this is where we see we're at a church now. We're seeing some very dramatic shots of like the stained glass windows. The church music is playing. And then Amara and her cleavage come to the church. Um, <laughs> it's a presence. Of, and, no, I don't normally point these things out, but yeah, yeah, yeah she, she's in a church. She's, she's got, in a church talking to a priest and she's just got just it's they're there. They can't you can't escape them. They're, they're right there in front um, of you. And it's, it's a deep V. And normally on this v. podcast, you know, I do not like a deep V. <laughs> uh, so... Um, this I, I really love the way that they set the scene up. It feels very creepy, but she isn't portrayed as creepy, I guess. There is something definitely like evil like bubbling below the surface here. They do a good she job of presenting her like, as otherworldly more than evil. Yes. And I think yes. that's the that's that's the thing that's that's it's just it just feels odd and off in a way that's uh not really like usual to supernatural. And and uh Emily Swallow does a, a great job of, of portraying Amar every time she, she yeah. plays her. So I'm I'm way into this. And so she, she talks to the priest who's there and she's like, hey, I want to meet with God. And he was like, OK, pray. That's how you meet with God. She's like, oh, for real? Like, I don't even know that. Like, that's that's sick, dude. And then she goes to pray and it doesn't work. She's like, all right, this is nonsense. None of this makes sense. Um, the priest starts explaining the Bible to her and she's like, dude, this is manipulation. Like this God has been manipulating you. You don't really know what he's like. Uh, and the priest says to that, God is the light. And it is the light that vanquishes the darkness. <laughs> and I think that's, um, this is Amara starting to realize uh, just how stacked the deck is against her of like what yeah. God has gone through of creating this entire religion to villainize her without necessarily naming her. Um, yes. Which is the worst thing of just like making everybody not believe in her and also hate her at the same time. Um, from here, 
we go over to Crowley, uh, who has captured Rowita, and she is in a mm-hmm. um, super cool fucking looking dress. I put a gif yeah. in this of this in the. Uh, it's to see the like, the white silver like sparkle. And like, she's she's gonna wear feels like the wrong word, but r- r- it's like um. Two 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 boys that buy all their clothes from Coles. are like, what is? Yeah. Is it a sequin? I don't know. Is it, is it a sparkle? Dress? Is it sparkles? This sparkles. Is it sparkles? Is it sparkles? Uh, but yeah, she looks incredibly incredible in this, and like it's. She, I don't. I just. I am boggled by how great the fashion that they do with the, 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 the how fashionable Rowena is throughout these yes. episodes. So um, they. Uh, yeah, and so they bring her in. Crowley's sitting there, and she's talking all this shit. Like, oh yeah, nice little dump you have here. I'm about to bring my coven down on you. Like if you if you fuck around and you know, she's probably just bluffing, but um she she assumes that Crowley has brought her there to be killed. But then he walks the Winchesters out and she's like, What the hell? And Sam's like, Oh shit, is that my girlfriend? Oh god damn. I, dude, uh, is that my girlfriend? And did, he's like, dude, <laughs> Sam, what? That, no, that's not your girl. That's for me. That's not your girlfriend. He's like, dude, I don't know, that might be my girlfriend, dude. What do I do? Did you uh did you see the screenshot I put in the Discord of his face when uh, he walks in? Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's he's just, like, oh shit, my girlfriend's here? <laughs> like, his eyes are half closed. So he's like, ooh, hey, what's up? I didn't Sam is the baby. only one who thinks that he's in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> everybody else, like, it's th- it's a good solid three minutes of Sam going, hey, and everybody else going, dude, like, what in the fuck is going on? Are you okay? Dean, she's my girlfriend. Marina's like, what? Dean is like, Sam's who? just not looking at her. Sam's not making eye contact with her. He's like, dude, that's my fucking girlfriend. Dude, I don't know if going to be here. I didn't even comb my hair. Dean, have you, have you, have you heard of Sam? Come on, damn, Dean. Does my breath smell weird, or Dean? Dean, smell my breath. Dean, smell my breath. Dean, answer me. I know you can hear me. Stop ignoring me. I told you we should have washed our underwear last night at the hotel. Well, they're they're in this this one room, and he seems being super loud. Oh yeah, his voice is carried all over the place. Yeah, the two demons that are holding on to Rowena are like, should we leave? or is this a is this what Crowley likes about these guys I don't really know oh, uh, so they fill her in and um, basically uh, she says you know you're, they, they need her um, mm-hmm. and they, they fill her in on this stuff but before we get to the conclusion of that we go into random angel talk um, yeah it's uh it's angel angel factory over here bunch of, we hate it we hate to see it angels are like hey the darkness her beef is with God um, but if we just like take over heaven for some reason, uh, you know, we'll just rally rally against the darkness, right? Like her beef's not with us, so we'll just we'll kill all the higher ups and take heaven. I guess that's that's the I you know I fall asleep when the angels come on screen. Yeah, yeah, these these plans aren't aren't particularly well put together. Like I guess they're saying the guy is going on this like grand speech to say we're going to unite all of the factions because all of these cosmic forces always pit each pit pit these factions pit us against one another. So instead, let's all unite and like he's given the Bernie Sanders speech, right? Like he's like, yeah, let's all get yeah. together and take out the billionaire God and his sister. Um, and like at, I'm with you, I, I kind of fall asleep during all of this, and it's just a kind of a quick scene, and it's not going to matter mm-hmm. until the very end of the episode. Right. It's just a so. little a little setup that they got. Um, yeah. So you know, back to back to Rowena and the gang, and they basically they convince her to help because Sam says the name Lucifer, and she's like starstruck at the name. She's like, oh my god, like the prince of darkness like the morning star like i'm in she is right now and throughout the rest of this episode incredibly excited about meeting lucifer like she is so stoked about this entire dark magic yeah dude he's the guy he's the dude he's the guy you've been praying to this entire time um they so she basically says yeah let's do it let's get at let's get at it uh we go back to the church 
and we have this organ playing uh, and the camera starts going on these weird angles as we see statues in the church uh, broken and on the ground. We see a bunch of dead people in the aisles and Amara is there holding up the preacher and sucking his soul out of him and then killing him by throwing him against the altar. And then she yeah. stares up at the cross and yells at God and says, all your favorites, all your chosen are suffering. Come down and show yourself. So again, she's she's doing this to get back to her brother, to be able to communicate with them as if to say like, you have run away from your universe and I am going to kill it until you come and stop me. Come stop yeah. me. Come talk to me. Which is, is weird. She has holds no ill will towards any of these people. It's not, you know, the malicious kind of horrible murder and soul devouring. It's the, uh, it's the detached kind. Yeah. It's just collateral damage, you know? It's just collateral damage, bro. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's just, it's just some innocence. Just, Who cares? Yeah, it's just some innocence. Don't even worry about it, dude. Um, so Dean comes to this crime scene. He's at the church. Sam is on witch duty. He's like, dude, she's my girlfriend. You need some time with her. Um, what do I do? You know, he, won't, he won't talk to her. He just refuses to speak because he's too nervous. Do you think it'd be okay if I like asked her out? She's my girlfriend. She's, like, she's my girlfriend. Like, like Sam, you got to stop saying that, dude. She's not your girlfriend. Even if it wasn't Rowena, even if she was just like a regular lady, she's not your girlfriend. You guys stop being so weird about this. Do you think she likes Freya? She's my girlfriend. I think like I'm like if I like showed up to like the, the witch prison with Freya, like do you think that'd be like cool or like do you think that'd be weird? You think I should go with lilies? Sam, it would be uh, cool. roses. She's my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Crowley's like, buddy, that's my mom. We gotta stop. We gotta stop with this, Sammy. <laughs> Crowley's like, this is weird. I don't like any of this. I wouldn't have never said she's too good for anybody, but this is getting yeah. weird. Sam, I do not want you to be my stepdad. <laughs> um, the conversation out of this is basically Dean asking Sam if he's okay, and Sam like being like, not really, and then Dean laying out this this thing of like, well, hey. Uh, I'm here taking care of this. So while I'm doing that, like you guys do the research and, but before you do anything, make sure you talk to me first, um, which is going to set up something for a little bit later. Uh, meanwhile, Rowena has had a revelation and she very hamily asks for a hand cart. And when he says a hand cart, why you're my girlfriend, she goes, because yeah. we're going to hell. I'm not your yeah. girlfriend. That's <laughs> funny. I wrote that into my notes here. She was like, Oh, you don't trust me. And Sam's like, no, not even a little bit at all. Even though you're my girlfriend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's deciphered. She's deciphered some info in the book of the dam. So there, yeah, they're going to hell now. Um, and we're back over at the church, and, um, and, and Dean feels something. He feels something. There's a there's a disturbance in the force. He's mm-hmm. he's struck with a strange sensation, and he kind of like he wanders out of the church. He goes to a nearby park. Um, and it feels like to me, I was trying to like figure how to describe this. It seems like there's this almost underwater pressure, right? Like you're hearing the world as if you were underwater. Okay, and, and I like that. That yeah. that seems like that is what's pressing in on Dean, and he's not like upset. It's not like he's drowning, but there there is this this pressure there. There's something. Uh, he's pulled out of this kind of trance that he's almost in when some guy tries to sell him a hot dog. Um, and then Sam calls, and Dean wanted Sam to call, but when he calls, he Dean doesn't answer. And then when he turns, he sees Amara. And I don't know, so he hasn't seen her like this except for when she was, I guess, the darkness. Um, so he has seen her like this. Yes. <laughs> but physically, in the real world, he hasn't seen Amara as an adult yet. Mm-hmm. And I think um, he, he even asked her of like, you know, this is what you look like now. And she's like, for now, yeah. Um, which I, is very creepy. Like, it, like again, that otherworldly, I could change at any time. I, I look like you now, but I may not later is, is super creepy yeah. to me. Um, and so we, on the other end of that phone call, Sam doesn't get an answer and, and Rowena is like hey dude it's now or never like we can't wait for you to call your brother like we have to go 
Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, Amara is incredibly happy to see Dean. Yep. Um, she says that he was drawn in by her presence, which like we as viewers kind of saw this. Um, she she like lightly touches his arm, and then suddenly they're transported out into like a field or like in the woods somewhere. Yeah. How do you? There's a lot. Obviously, like they are, and throughout all of these scenes with Amara and Dean, um, we're we have a not even a little but a lot of sexual chemistry and i think they are trying to create this tension the sexual tension between them uh, which is ultimately going to end with them like doing some kissy kisses a little bit later how do you feel about the uh, like straight up chemistry between like jensen and emily in these scenes because i feel like like jensen usually sells this stuff pretty well for me um there's something about amara and i don't know if this is them nailing this otherworldly thing that i was talking about or just like Emily Swallow just naturally looking so regal. Like she just basically outclasses Dean in a way that yeah. I am not, have, it could not believe happened in the TV show Supernatural. Like Dean seems like he's afraid of her and not in a, oh no, she's going to kill me kind of way. Like, like almost in a sexual way. Like he, like he's like, whoa, like this, this is too much for me to handle. Um, because there is that weird tension between the two of them. And I don't think Dean is used to feeling that. It's pretty cut and dry with Dean when he's facing off against a monster. It's, I don't like this thing and I'm going to kill this thing. Um, even with, you know, with Crowley, he has this like working relationship and what, you know, maybe budding romance. We don't know. But usually when Dean faces off against the big bad, it's not like this. The big bad doesn't have such overwhelming affection for him. And like Dean is like a kid who just found out that like the cute girl at school has a crush on him and he doesn't know what to do about it. Um, and obviously the, the stakes are a lot higher and far more deadly than that scenario. Um, I guess this, this does have in- like, this does have big, like meet your English teacher at the grocery store after you graduated high school <laughs> vibes to it. Right. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. one of those, like, I'm, I am not to the level of maturity that you are very obviously, uh, kind of thing. This isn't like, you know, a, an older, more experienced woman being into Dean. This is a cosmic entity being into Dean. And there mm-hmm. is that kind of, maybe I'm reading that into the situation of, um, this, this, weight in this process which is different than castiel if you want to talk about that relationship because castiel is so naive to the way of humans and and into the way of relationships and love and all that stuff like that this just feels like dean is way in way over his head but i guess kind of follows with that like underwater pressure kind of vibe i got from it and i feel like 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 you mentioned castiel like the relationship with him and castiel is the opposite like the Mm -hmm. the power dynamic there is very much in dean's favor i feel most of the time uh from what we've seen to season 11 i don't know about anything that happens in the future where it's very clear that amara holds all of the power uh both literally and figuratively in this relationship even when dean literally thrusts a knife or which you could say like you know that was his breakup or like no i'm not interested in you it almost like it doesn't matter it's like well you might say that but you but you you know i don't so um so they chat um after teleporting for a little bit and they do the you grew up thing uh we we clip back over to rowena who is leading crowley and sam to the cage or not to the cage but to this area where they're going to summon a representation of the cage crowley talks about this being like uh, a secure site being close to limbo kind of out of the main parts of hell uh, the set here, I don't know if this is CGI or if they did some some actual physical stuff here. I couldn't really tell, but like huge walls. There's weird lightning happening in the background. Mm-hmm. Like the walls are all this like craggy kind of stone. Very cool looking. Like I love it's all super of this. Cool. Yeah. Great to see like just a, an intense looking set. Um, and yeah, that was real lightning. That wasn't that wasn't an effect. They really did that. They really. <laughs> <no>. um, <laughs> uh, Sam says something about he's like, yeah, this place really suits you, Crowley. It's dark and empty. 
uh Crowley's <laughs> like, like for for real bro <laughs> like i am helping you out right now like, like i didn't even ask necessary? for anything i kidnapped my mom i brought her yeah. here like what the bro, fuck is wrong dating with you? my mom and that's how you're gonna talk to me <laughs> sounds like that's my girlfriend that's rowena my girlfriend. from the corner no i'm not you're my son now crowley <laughs> You're my son now, Crowley. Jesus. Um, Rowena starts painting all of these sigils on this like cage. Uh, and this is where Crowley kind of confesses that this whole thing scares him. Uh, she starts the spell. And this is where the, like this huge, like bassy choral music comes in a fire, like a, a line of fire is lit around the cage. Uh, and Rowena looks like she is like just, I almost said dripping with excitement before I realized how gross that sounds, but she looks like she is incredibly excited about this. She looks like this is the best. She's on the verge of the big O, you know what I'm saying? She is having a lot of fun doing this. This is, this is probably what she has wanted to do all of her life since she's been a witch. This is the the biggest move, the biggest move for a witch. You're conjuring the devil himself. She also made some, some reference earlier about like how, uh, when they find out about God's sister, she's like, God's sister. Like, like in my time, people like me would be burned at the stake for even suggesting such a thing. Um, there, there's just that like old, ye old witchiness about her that uh, you know that that comes through here, and I so I kind of love that she's like a Lucifer groupie. Um, me too. It just it just makes sense, even though you know obviously witchcraft isn't necessarily tied to like, you know satanic worship or anything like that. Um, but she's a, she's an evil witch. You know she does dark magic. So I appreciate that she's like yo for real Lucifer like the like I'm into this. All right. So she's really excited while she she does the spell. I also uh, I just want to mention like I was so worried. When they introduced Rowena, uh, because I I was and I know I've said this a couple of times now, but like I really didn't appreciate her character at all when I first watched mm-hmm. her, and uh, boy, now I, every time she comes on the screen, I'm 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 into it. Like she is such has such a different energy than every single other person on the show. The 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 fashion is so on point. Like it just gives her a completely different vibe. That she's almost aloof from everything. Mm-hmm. And so she can kind of comment on all of this stuff like that, that, that joke about, you know, being burned at the stake for even saying something like that is a perfect example of where she's like, this is all crazy and I'm having yeah. a great time. Like you guys are crazy. Right. Let's go. Um, we go from them back to Amara and Dean quickly. And she t- tells Dean that she's only doing any of this to get God's attention. She doesn't have an issue with his creation. She has an issue with her brother, but this is the only way that she can really, you know, get his attention. So she thinks. Um, and she says that these souls that she's consuming, they're, they living inside of her now. Like she, they, they aren't just consumed, devoured, gone. I mean, they are, but, uh, they're, they're now part of the darkness where she says they will live forever. She is doing the, you know, the, the type of evil that genuinely and wholly believes that what she is doing is not evil. What she's doing is right. And, you know, we love to see, you know, a character turn where they start doing something evil an Anakin Skywalker. They know what they're doing is bad, but they feel like it's for the right reasons. Just one um, podcast, always, Chris. Just one podcast. You you can, know, without mentioning Anakin it's a, Skywalker. It's an easy, it's an easy <laughs> comparison. You know, we like, we like to see those kind of like dramatic dark turns in characters, but this is somebody who's like com- the complete opposite. Somebody yeah. who's doing these, these terrible things and is fully convinced and almost benevolently convinced that what she's doing right like so much confidence that she kind of want to believe her like so much confidence of yeah. like she seems so convinced about this on an elementary level that maybe she's right like maybe yeah. maybe god does have it wrong and this is that she is the right person um is this, the, how, is this how the bad guys win <laughs> believe her? the other thing that comes out of this conversation because when dean says uh something to the extent of you know like 
this fight, this, this, this disagreement, this, this issue that you have with him is costing the lives of people. Like whatever, whatever, whatever happened between the two of you, like whoever didn't get the most of daddy's attention and she interrupts him and says, there was no daddy. And I just think that's interesting from a a cosmology standpoint of who, there's always the question of who created God and it's always God created God, which is, you know, both perfect and, um, redundant and, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, and an oxymoron at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a but now that there's two of these people, you really do have to wonder of like, well, who created y'all? Where'd y'all come <laughs> right, from? Right. Um, it is interesting. Yeah. Um. So from there we go back to this. That's Dean still trying to like his bravado is gone, but he's still Dean. You know, he's still, and that's not still all of his bravado is gone, but he 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 isn't. He doesn't have the same kind of um a cowboy attitude about everything now because he's in a. Uh, the power dynamic is different in this situation, so he's still trying to like be like, "Hey, I'm I'm on I'm here on behalf of humanity," but he just doesn't have what he usually has, and it's weird to see Dean like this. You described it earlier; it's rare to see Dean outclassed by somebody, yeah. regardless of the situation. Oh. We go back to hell, uh, where the the summoning spell has worked. Uh, Lucifer appears in shadow in the back corner of the cage, and then walks yeah. out. Uh, his eyes are glowing red. It's a pretty cool effect. Uh, one really of the seen... coolest effects that we've seen and a show that's kind of known for its eye effects, right? Like, holy shit. Yeah. It just makes him seem otherworldly and evil in a way mm-hmm. that, like, Amara has become this otherworldly thing. And for this brief instant, they do that with Lucifer as well. The first time that we see Lucifer um, speaking through um, the vessel's <laughs> dead wife. What is the vessel's name? Nick. I can't remember. Nick. Nick's dead wife. And then when he appears to Sam as Jessica, yeah. there is this sinister, creepy, sweet otherworldliness about him that is incredibly strange and unsettling. And just for this brief moment here, they really capture that with, with the eyes and then steps forward slowly. And for like a, a little while here, when he speaks, it's very chill. Um, when he just uh, he looks out and he says, my old friend Crowley. Um, and Crowley, who's like, yeah, I took your job after you were fired. He says, I'm a mere acolyte carrying the torch. Lucifer wants to, to cut to the quick here, so he asks, what do you want from me? And then that's when Sam steps out. He's looking terrified. I get it. And this is where he was like, they kind of, they can't help but like be silly about stuff. Um, he says, Sam Winchester, my old roomie, hug it out. And if he had just said, Sam Winchester, like, pleasure to see you again. Like, that's not how Lucifer talks in, in Supernatural. But if they had just reined it in just a little bit, like the mystique kind of falls away when you realize that he's this like wise cracking king of hell or whatever, you know, the same thing happens uh, towards the end on a line that I, I really, really don't like where he's like uh, where he tells Sam, like, you know, now you're in here with me. Do you want the top bunk or the bottom bunk or do you want to share? Like, it's it's just one of those like it, it's just a very silly line to, for they just uh, can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. And this, you know. This is a surprisingly unbuckling buckling episode. Like kind of the only like weird stuff about chick about a chick is that Amara's breasts are hanging out for most of the episode. And like I don't think anybody that watches Supernatural is going to complain about that at all. Um so they had to like get something weird in because it's a buckling episode. Right, right. Um, um I love Crowley, that Rowena here is like in love with Lucifer. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is great. Sam is like, bro, yes. You can you can take my vessel. Yes, come back. Like that's my girlfriend. She's in love with you. But like, if you're in my body, then like, she's gonna be both our girlfriends, bro. It's gonna be perfect. (laughs) You can have my body as long as we can date my girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, Sam's back there. Is like, you know, he was inside me once, right? Like, 
Bruin is like, um, I don't know if you that sounded the way you thought it did. Um, okay, so um, Sam tells Lucifer that there is a crisis topside. Of course, I have to say topside. Um, and it is the darkness, and 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 God is is MIA, but God answered Sam's prayers and told him to seek out Lucifer. And cards on the table. Because Sam is terrified, but he's he's convinced that God led him here. This is like the big one. This isn't yeah. yellow eyes, you know. This isn't some strange vision. Sam is convinced that he his visions are being given to him by God. Um, before Lucifer can answer, we go back over to Amara and Dean. Uh, Amara is telling Dean that she doesn't blame him for his distrust. Um, she says that you know God was completely threatened by her, created a whole religion as a monument to his ego and to protect himself against her. Dean refers to that whole thing as him going Kanye, which is even funnier given 2019 Kanye. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Amara asks, like, hey, what if, what if we could make everybody feel the thing that you feel when you're around me, that peace where there's no pain and there's no prayer, there's only bliss. Uh, and, and Dean doesn't even have anything to say to that. And Dean just and looks knew- at her. Like, Dean is almost speechless throughout all yeah. of this. Yeah. It's, it's not that he's under her spell, per se, but he is under that pressure. Which maybe that pressure is is this peace, is this bliss. It is kind of washing away all of the bad. But the way that they expressed it, that underwater feeling, even if it feels great swimming in the pool, eventually you have to come up for air, and if you don't, you drown. Yep. You like that metaphor? I do. I like it. I, I love the water <laughs> stuff you're doing in this episode. It's really good. You got a theme going to this, this yeah, week. I love yeah. it. Uh, over to hell and Lucifer tells Sam that he understands like anytime God says to do anything, everybody asked how high and you know, this is where he says that he helped the seal, the darkness before and he can help them. Uh, they can help them now. Uh, Rowena and Crowley to do there's a quick moment of kind of like verbal sparring between them when she's like, it's hard to be a parent. Uh, Lucifer tells Sam that Amara is equal in power to God. But God is a strategist and has way more experience in using mm-hmm. that power, which, I, again, when it comes to a cosmology, like I'm kind of here for the shit of like brute power is is not necessarily like you could have more brute power. But if you don't apply it with experience and knowledge uh, and right. planning, it's just brute force. Like you can knock down any door that you want to, but sometimes you need to pick a lock. That's right. Um, so he he's also like, hey, yeah, well, I can come help you. But I gotta get out of here, and Sammy, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna you have to be my vessel. Um, and I'm watching this scene like Sam Winchester. What are you doing? Don't do even not consider it. Say yes. Do to this. not even fucking consider it. I'm what are you doing? Praying to the writers, like do not do my boy dirty like this. I don't care if he ends up getting possessed by Lucifer. I care about him having the wherewithal to say no. Because I, you know, he looks terrified, and I'm like, yo, you've been doing some great stuff with Sam. You're showing his struggle. You please just don't have him cave right here, right now. Um, but we cut back over to, to Dean and Amara. Um, Amara is basically saying, "Hey, I'm going to be the new god." And um, oh no, sorry, no, no, no. Dean she, is yeah. accusing her of wanting to be the new god. She says, "No, God was light. I'm the dark. Um, that's a totally different thing." And this, is <laughs> I'm the Dean darkness, is, Dean. <laughs> yeah, I'm the darkness, Dean. He's like, "Whoa, my Sam, you?" Um, <laughs> Uh, he, I knew he had a little bit of the darkness in him. Uh, <laughs> this is when Dean tries to stab her. Now, this is Ruby's knife, right? Okay, so I was going to ask you this. This looks like Ruby's knife know. to me. This is yeah. the demon knife, right? Like, this is the demon knife. And when he tries to stab her, it just shatters into pieces. And <clears throat> didn't we 
Oh no, I was thinking we tried to reforge a knife, but that was the that was the gun. That was when we were trying mm-hmm. to figure out the bullets. The cold, right. Um yeah, yeah. Uh so I didn't rewind and I didn't get a great look at it. I just assume like why what else would he try to stab her with? Well, and it's frustrating because I think that they they've stabbed higher power beings, like higher power demons with this thing, and that have it not work. Um mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Knight of Hell, the redhead, whose name we always forget on this podcast. Yes whose name I have forgotten again. Oh, Abaddon. Oh my God. Whew, nailed it. Good job. I definitely didn't yeah, edit Abaddon out. Abaddon in the, um, in, in the first Mark, right? <laughs> yeah. I definitely didn't edit out, uh, four minutes of us struggling in the Wikipedia to find that. So yes, yes. I know it's the Mark of Cain. All right, guys, it's not the first Mark, but from here on out, it's the first Mark. Um, yeah. So, you know, this also could be a regular knife. I don't know. Um, I don't know why Dean would even bother with the regular knife. Yeah, I, I, I feel, but I feel like this movement, regardless of what happened to the knife, uh, and regardless of what knife it was, this was Dean's like one moment of trying to take control of the situation, of like waking up from from the spell, waking up from the dream, and um, and just being like, no, 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 no. and then he, you know, he, he attacks, but it does nothing. It does literally nothing. Oh, it just shatters into pieces. And she even looks at him like, you had to know that wasn't going to work, right? Like, you had to know that was pointless. And she she walks up to him, and she kind Dude, of... Her lines here, the, the I, I know that you're a warrior, and your instinct is to resist, but I can't be resisted. Super dope. Yeah. Um, and she, she and kind then, of tilts her head and opens her mouth, and... It looks like she's going to eat his soul. Like she, this is the yes. this is the kind of the head tilt that she had earlier when she's been doing this. And instead, she kisses. She gives him a little kiss, kiss, yeah. kiss, kiss. They make out. Mm-hmm. They make out. Um, I was expecting Dean to pull away, but he did not pull away. And Castiel is going to be pissed when he finds out. Oh my um, god, that is going to be one know, angry fish. I don't think Castiel is as a jealous lover. That's just me. Um, so this this comment from her, I really like it. The um. Uh, I know that you're a warrior and your instinct is to resist. It's like, I'm giving you respect. It's a queen giving respect to her favorite knight, but she is literally so much higher above him that it, it uh, but I can't be resisted. Like that follow up. The like, all due respect to you, Witcher, but you, you ain't got nothing on a sorceress. Like there is this, this disparity again in power that is I, thankfully it's not like the other way around with like a man and a younger woman or anything like that because it's always like way too creepy and close to to real life and you know some of this could be too but because it's supernatural being and it's dean winchester it's okay <laughs> they're they're just that that he you know i can't be resisted and she's she's right it's interesting because like this the idea that dean and she says something like it's destiny right here too or maybe that's yeah. a, maybe that's in a little bit that she says that right. but like this idea that dean that she's this bonded with dean and he can't resist her is is kind of fascinating especially as we're getting at the same time sam being presented with a with a horrible choice of you know allowing lucifer to possess his body as was yeah. as was predicted or as was planned uh many many years ago um, we um we cut away just long enough to have sam telling lucifer like i'm not agreeing i'm not gonna be your vessel i'm not doing this again uh and then lucifer very calmly telling him that your visions were the word of god how are you gonna say no to that how are you going to resist that and so it's like the fake it's the fake command of god and then the command of god's sister like being played at against each other right now I love this too because like this feels to me like it's lucifer overstepping his hand his his overstepping his hand a little bit overplaying his hand a little bit yeah 
uh, of you know, your visions are the word of God, Sam. You can't say no to that. Just because yeah. you know, he doesn't say it, but like just because it benefits me doesn't mean that God doesn't want it. And like I think trying to run that routine on Sam is a surefire way to get your plan to backfire. Like I think that's the mm-hmm. way to get Sam to back up and be like, wait a minute, who's actually benefiting from this whole relationship and cannot trust it? Yeah. Um, back to Dean pulling away from Amara. Um, and this is where she says that they're bonded, that this is destiny, and that he bore the mark and she was the original mark. Like that that is their their bond. I mean, would she have the hots for Kane? I don't know. Kind of curious about that myself, yeah. You know, Sam got in the boxing ring with him and you know, he was done for. That was it, so she never got a chance. Um she she says, like, they're going to be together. Dean says no, um, forever fighting for his own, you know, free will. Um he's he's not caving to any destiny, even if it's even if he's underwater. Um, and even if it's in front of Amara, he's, he's not, he's not going to cave to that. Uh, at least he's going to try not to cave to that. Uh, and then suddenly the angels show up, the ones we saw earlier, the low, low rent angels show up. Um, and they're like, yo, Amara, if you don't come along quietly, we're going to attack you. <laughs> they all, they all, all talk like, Ke- they all talk like Keebler elves. Hey, Amara, yeah. we're here. We're going to, we're going to attack you very badly. Yeah. You're in big trouble, Amara. Um, every angel at once is going to do a super Kamehameha wave and take you down. And Dean is like, guys, please. Please, enough with the Dragon Ball Z moves. It's not going to work. I've tried. Um, and Amara just starts frying the angels. She's like, I, even, I don't have time for this. I don't even care about Kamehameha waves. I'm on another level. I'm I love on this dynamic. Because like one dude runs at her and she just, uh, she just kills them. Like she, like she, it's almost like she uh, uh, exercises him, right? Like his yeah, eyes yeah. light up like that. The second one, she makes stab himself with his own angel blade. And then the third one, she just literally disintegrates. Like it's a, a show of power that we have not seen before. And like these are angels. Like these are higher beings that are super scary, even if they're like dumb Keebler elf angels, right? Yeah. Um, and so this is where we get to see, or maybe in a minute, but uh, Dean just says, What have you done? And then the sky begins to flash. And then like this is the smiting that the angels were talking about. And um, Amara is thrilled because she's like, yo maybe god is like finally gonna pay attention to me and so she knows this is about to get real so she sends dean away mm-hmm. and this i mentioned this at the beginning of the episode but this is the scene i meant with the the gigantic pillar of light falling down from the heavens all of the power of of these angels all at once coming at her um and she does not seem at all afraid of it she is embracing it and then we are just left with dean standing back by that hot dog stand having no idea what's happening and the I, I gotta give props to the CGI p- department for really knocking it out of the park with the uh, the lightning effect because like it hits yes. her. Uh, we don't know what's happening, but like it's it's a really cool effect and like looks extremely dangerous. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, back in hell, Sam tells Lucifer no and turns his back mm-hmm. and walks away. I was so proud of him. <laughs> so proud of my boy. So proud. Wrote, they kick Sam. Says, Good I job, wrote, my dude. Sam says no. Thank God. Be strong, Sam. Please, Christ, be strong. Sam. Please be strong. Unfortunately, the uh, the 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 wards start fading. All of the magic starts fading. Uh, the sigils go out. The music, excuse me, the music uh, kicks up. Um, fire goes out. Crowley um, on this like like tower thing <laughs> with Rowena is like, what is going on? And Rowena's like, don't worry about it. Let's just go. Get get out of here. Come on, Fergus. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and then. Lucifer looks at Sam 
from the inside of the cage and then in a very cool shot i think uh turns around to face the back of the cage where all of a sudden sam is in it with him Ooh, boy. Super yeah, cool. this is, yeah. So you could either say for on the one hand, it's like almost bad writing because it's like, oh, your character makes a choice, but then that choice doesn't even matter anyway. It's like a video game that like gives you the false illusion that you're making a decision that matters. But, the end <laughs> but thou must. But, but thou, thou must. <laughs> but I will say that what we got here was the character moment, was the strength of Sam this time having the power to say no, having the power to brush up against the edge of the world to the edge of doom like he has so many times before where he has teetered over that edge so many times before with demon blood even with the god trials dean talked him out of it at the last second but this time he's there alone dean doesn't even know he's here crowley and rowena his girlfriend has and his and his stepson have abandoned him uh and he's up against the darkness not the the literal darkness um and he says no and he he overcomes that personal weakness of of diving headfirst into the thing of evil and you could almost say like if he still truly believed this was god's will that this is cowardice because he's backing away from it but i think at this point like you said lucifer kind of like tipped his hand a little bit too much you know he he it was he just showed too much he pushed too hard for it so sam wasn't buying it anymore and he had the strength to say no so even though it didn't matter at least we got the character moment of sam overcoming and and being able to 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 resist it was futile in the end just sort of like what we got with dean dean tried to stab amara dean pulls away from the kiss dean tries to stop the fighting but in the end it's futile it doesn't matter um and then we are left with a horrifying ending for sam he's in the cage the evil chanting vocal music starts playing again but sam surprise is remaining super calm and lucifer is like whoa that's pretty wild that you're calm right now man um and sam says that this is because that's how god told him it was going to be this was in the vision and if i wonder if you hadn't put this idea into my head if i would have been surprised when this happened or if i would have figured it out on my own um but this is where lucifer finally reveals sammy that was never god talking to you you were praying night after night day after day and you were praying and i was answering lucifer was the one sending these visions to sam and that is like heart-wrenching and that is like that little boy i've got demon blood in me dean i'm a whole new level of freak that is the little sam who wants to run away who doesn't understand why he's different that is like all of that stuff like to, to me as a sam fan like immediately coming back to the surface immediately bringing sam back to that holy shit even when i think i'm praying to god it's it's wrong and it's 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 this trick um and this is uh, a. <laughs> This is this is pretty bad. When so, the darkness was released, yeah, go ahead. I've been talking for an hour. No, 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 no. I just, I was, I, I, let's go ahead and finish. Like when the darkness was was released, like it, it cracked the cage, allowed him to reach out and touch Sam's mind. Um, it's and and Sam, like tears fall from Sam's face as this as he's told this. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of points, um, and I, I didn't want to interrupt you because you were on a roll. <laughs> I definitely think that Lucifer overtipped his hand. I think when Lucifer was kind of making his pitch for all of this, uh, Jared does a good job of looking very conflicted. And I think that's why you and I both were like, don't you do it. Don't you fucking do it to Sam Winchester. Don't you do it. You'd be strong. Uh, I wonder if they didn't specifically ask Jared to look a little tempted to give us the idea that Sam Winchester, who has gone through some horrible things, uh, but most notably season four, season five, like that, that addiction with demon blood, the addiction to power, 
Uh, that when he went through his soulless Sam phase, that the his conviction that he's right, even when he's very much not the extreme conviction. And like this idea that of the things that he could do with Lucifer's power and like, even maybe the hubris of I I can control this. Like, I wonder if there's a, a, there wasn't a thing, just a small thought in his head of like, what if I say yes to this? Because I think that this is the right thing to do. Um, I'm also, and I, I, I actually kind of hate that. I I put that idea into your head that this could be Lucifer. Cause (laughs) I don't, like a lot of this stuff, I don't remember those very specifics of. Um, and so I'm spec, I was actually speculating along with you. Like I couldn't remember exactly who was mm-hmm, sending the mm-hmm. visions. And I'm still curious, like Lucifer seems the type of character who would take advantage of a situation like this. Sure. And, sure. and say like, Oh yeah. Like, of course God told you that it was going to be that way because I'm God. Like I'm the one that's been right. telling you that. And like, but it could still be not God. Like it could still or be God. I mean, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's so, trying I, to break down Sam's resolve by at this last moment, twisting the knife and tricking him. Um, because if Sam goes in there, calm, collect, cool, because he knows what he's doing is right. And that God is supporting him. Um, if Lucifer can break down that convic- conviction, next he breaks down Sam's will. Next he takes Sam's vessel. Next he escapes the cage, and he's free on the in the world again. Yeah. Um, in the in the proper vessel. Um, and like there's a there's an argument to be made here that this could be God's plan. Like this could set mm-hmm. off an, an a series of events of whatever happens that prevents the darkness from um darkening. Set- I said a series of events and Siri fucking activated. My phone started going off. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, but this could set off like a chain of events. Thank you, fucking Apple, to uh, to to like maybe fix the darkness or, or what have you. And I'll, I'll be curious how they do that. And and listeners, I know I'm just gonna I'm gonna remind people for a little while uh, because Chris is this is all new territory for Chris. This is very very like I I know. There's some real big events that are going to happen over the next two seasons that I, I really remember. I don't remember a lot of the details, so we are we're in like uncharted territory for the both of us. I think for as far as specific things that happen, yeah. so please don't spoil us. We'll we get spoiled on big stuff all the time anyway, but like don't specifically like add us on Twitter or talk to us in the Discord about like what very much happens um, because I'm enjoying the speculation so much about it. Yeah. It's and, uh, uh, this is the most invested I've been in Supernatural in in a long time, which it, that sounds negative because I'm doing a Supernatural podcast. I just mean like this is the first time that it's really new and that I'm really really engaged. And like I, like I said at the top, I could not like I could barely control myself to like watch the next episode. I wanted to binge, but I got to keep it the one the one a week. I don't want to yeah. dilute my coverage of this episode by watching ahead. Yeah, and it's you know uh, going going back to Sam for a minute at the end of this episode. Uh, Lucifer's line of like he's not with you he's never been with you he's never been with you yeah, is, it's always been just me and it, dude it's so good man it's it's such a it's such a fucking uh, just a it, knife it, in the heart man oh, dude a single tear spilling down Sam's face he's not scrunching his face up to do the big Sam cry he's just trying to stare Lucifer down and it's like that tear just came out because he cannot he can't hide the fear he can't hide the utter the absolute total worst nightmare of his life coming true once again he cannot hide that that single tear comes and sam says that's never gonna happen oh man who who would have thought in season 11 like we would get two episodes in a row that just directly deal with all of sam's like emotional conflict and his maturity as a character and uh, like how how blessed are sam fans right now chris yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling extremely blessed man it feels like they just did and to top it off this is one of my favorite dean episodes maybe maybe this is some you know 
some weird stuff because like um it's some weird male gazy shit on my part or something like that because i just was like really into everything happening with dean um but i'm just so happy to see both characters being fully utilized with with Im- impactful storylines with uh, dealing with emotional shit like it feels real good um and maybe dean is being overshadowed here and i'm not noticing it because i'm you know clearly biased but I, I am just so happy with, with what they're, they're doing at, at well, the moment. It, Who knows? <laughs> and it's the boys on the same team doing mm-hmm. the same thing. Uh, my, my big concern in this is that uh, the small nugget of potential strife that they set in between Sam and Dean of Dean saying, like, you need to call me before you do anything. And, D- and Sam calling and Dean not answering. And so Sam yeah. going through all of this and Dean being like, you should have done this. And oh, yeah. you didn't answer the phone. Like, I don't want to, I'm, I don't want to see any of that bullshit. I'm worried about that conflict. And then yeah. the other part of me is Dean. 10 times out of 10 is going to answer that phone call. Dean is, is control freak. Dean isn't going to let this go, but that just goes to show how much, uh, Amara's influence has taken over him and not even like, you know, influencing his mind, but his senses. He's like, he can't even like, he can't even think about his phone. Like yeah. if, when I was talking about last episode, Sam being obsessed with having to do this, this cage thing, because it's like that anxiety hanging over his shoulder or it's like Dean almost has like a similar thing where, when Amara is nearby, it's hard to think about anything else. It's hard to really be rational, rational and, and think outside of that. So Sam calling, that's an outside force. I'm going to let that go to voicemail because there's this, this thing in front of me that I can't escape. You know, that, that pressure that you're talking about, like, I think that to work with your underwater metaphor some more, like both of these people are feeling this intense pressure from these cosmic beings. Like Sam believes it's God. There's a possibility of it being God or Lucifer or just Lucifer or both of them or whatever. Dean is obviously feeling this pressure from Amara. Both of them brothers, both of them kind of destined to be these, these great heroes or great destroyers, depending on the way that Mm -hmm. you look at their life and both having these interactions with these great cosmic beings on totally opposite sides of the same coin really interesting writing from supernatural <laughs> like yeah. good job guys yeah. like you're doing good really surprised very really pleasantly surprised um mm. good stuff any last thoughts before we get out of here really excited to see what happens next me too uh thank you everybody for listening thank you for the recent reviews on uh apple podcast and various yeah. other places uh thank you for the nice emails i try to send all of those back sometimes they go to people's spam folders so check those if you haven't heard back but i try <laughs> to respond to each and every one of those if i can um, we appreciate all of the feedback that you can give us. Uh, thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash sponsor of the week. Uh, go over there if you want to support the show directly. I don't mention it often, but we do have merch. So if you go to our website, monsteroftheweek.cool, you can click on shirts and we have a bunch of uh, cool shirts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, if you, if you guys have any, any merch ideas that you really want, let us yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Do we need cast in a fishbowl? Is that a good? Do we need, yeah. do we need yeah. hairless baby Sam? Do we need hairless like baby Sam? I don't yeah, know. Like, I don't know. Just, just let us know. Just let can, us know. Can, can, you, can some artist friend capture it's me, Dane, and if it's somehow yeah. visually? I don't know. I don't know if that's Do possible. Do we need a Brick Holmes jersey? Do we need a Brick Holmes jersey? These are questions <laughs> you should ask yourself, Super uh, Mouse of the Week fans. Um, uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with Lucifer Makes Sam an Offer. Two weeks. Did I say two weeks? Yeah, why would we be back in two weeks? I don't know. I thought I said one week. Did I say two weeks? <laughs> you said two weeks. I just gave us. I, I gave ourselves a vacation. <laughs> All <laughs> Enjoy right. It, Later, guys. We haven't missed an episode of three years. All right. No, we'll be back. <laughs> Jeremy's tripping. Good night, everybody.
That was a lot. Tight episode. That was good. Yeah, good we, did. we nailed it. Mm-hmm. Even Supernatural is good. We, t- we put away the nut blood jokes for a minute. So we it's get true. real. It's true. Oh, God. I'm scrolling through some of this, and uh, WWE champion Mike The Miz Mazane <laughs> guest stars. Oh, my God. He was on, like, um, Real World or something like that, right? Oh, weird. I think, yeah, like MTV's Real World or, like, Real World Road Rules or whatever random shit that my sisters used to watch when I was growing up. You're so lucky. I just made, like, the grossest noise ever. But thankfully, I forgot to hit record, so. All right, I'm back. Okay, um, are we doing Thinking Face first? Yeah, let's knock it out. Dude, let's, let's fucking rise and grind. Wait, do we need outtakes first? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, did for, for Monster of the Week. Which, oh, we, we're doing both, right? Yeah, we would just do both. I just, um, did, I found out today, um, that a hiccup fetish is the thing, huh? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. Hey, I don't have a copy. I made the mistake of um, clicking on that account. Uh-huh. Because I... Set the story up. Tell, tell us the story of what happened. So, um... <laughs> Uh, just posting a thing on Twitter about how she had really bad hiccups. Just, you know, an innocuous tweet, right? Yep. No mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, 20 minutes later, B-Wade DMs me. <laughs> he was like, dude, defend your girl. <laughs> 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 I was like, yo, what? Because <laughs> somebody, somebody commented, I got blocked instantly. That's where the story's going. So, um, she said that, like, oh, I've had, like, really bad hiccups for, like, an hour or something like that. And then this person... Uh, they they commented like no profile picture just the incredibly weird twitter account being like oh were they really loud hiccups the most like clearly very leading weird question of all time um so i saw that and i was about to like i was about to pounce right um about to say something. you gotta jump on it um you gotta jump on it but then i was like wait is this just like a, a random like weird bot that like makes fun of people for like tweeting about hiccups because I got a you know I got a bot retweet for dropping my AirPod in the toilet. Apparently that happens mm-hmm. quite often. So there's a bot, the Twitter bot set up for that. Um, but I looked at their account and uh, for sure no, they they're just. Uh, I mean I'm 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 kink shaming, but only because of what it's going to lead to. Uh, just super into belly buttons and super into hiccups. So like all their comments are asking people, random strangers, and I should say random young women. Yes. Uh, if if they oh your hiccups really bad were they loud did did your hiccups hurt just like super super creepy if you're into hiccups i don't get it but you do your thing bro just keep it away from from this predatory behavior because this straight up like looking at the the stuff this dude's retweeting like pictures of little girls belly buttons like these are clearly like 14 15 year old girls like these are teenagers and it's so this dude's a pedo this is straight creeping pedo started creeping on jess uh who's a full adult so that's either here neither here nor there um but i just said like hey man like take your take your hiccup fetish somewhere else instantly got the block so you know this isn't a joke account this isn't this isn't a bit like that's this person is serious about this shit (laughs) it's super gross yeah like and there's there's 95 people that follow this person (laughs) yeah People right. who just probably did like follow for follow for follow chains or sure. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like again, young people who just like don't know that they're following an anonymous pedophile on 
uh, Twitter. So yeah, super, super weird running. You know when you get the instant block for something like that? Like, this person has been through the rigmarole a thousand times before. This is nothing new. They've had plenty of guys being like, hey, bro, take this shit elsewhere. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking through the people that follow this account. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one that's just called Loud Hiccups. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. It's the hiccup community. <laughs> there's uh, one account that's locked that I can't click on, but the profile picture is just feet. It's just two pairs of It's just <laughs> a pair of feet. <laughs> okay, um, all right. Uh, some person who is describing themselves as, my hiccups sound like if you were pronouncing the word harp like the musical instrument. What does okay. that possibly mean? Who knows? Don't, I don't care. Know. I, who, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, another See, locked account that's just a girl with a hiccups fetish. All hiccups lovers are very welcome. Instagram, okay. and they drop the Instagram right there. Oh, all right. I mean, for sure. See, the thing about having a, uh, a weird fetish is it's fine, as long as you aren't predatory about it. Um, when you stray outside of the hiccup community uh, towards my girlfriend. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> then we got a problem, bro. Oh, dude, I'm I'm in the weeds. I went to the Instagram account. Just a girl who adores bellies, hiccups, and records some related content. All hiccup lovers oh. are welcome. Become oh, a patron at patreon.com. <laughs> oh, I didn't see, dude, I didn't get to delve deep enough because I got blocked so fast. Although I did go back on the Twitter, our Twitter account and look at it. Uh, the t- <laughs> so on our Patreon, I think we have, um, we have, what do we, I don't, do we have hunters and hunks? Yeah. We have uh, Winchester fam. Like, we have certain levels, right? Like, we, those are all mm-hmm, divided mm-hmm. out. Uh, f- this is $2 a month, you get photos. Oh. $3 okay, a month, it's uh, hiccup videos. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. $5 a month, belly and navel action. All right, dude. Okay, so why are they related? Why are these two things related? I don't know. It's very weird. Like, I guess, I don't know. Like, Hmm. I just, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand the correlation. Hello, my people. Welcome to my Patreon page. <laughs> Hell since, yeah, dude. Thank since, you so much. Since my lifestyle is quite expensive, I needed to figure out some additional income. So I thought, Ooh. why not make a Patreon page? Okay. Here I will be all, posting all your favorite types of fetish videos and photos. Since I am a student and have a lot of college duties, I will try to post as often as I can. I mean, I mean I, don't I, get me. I, I, I respect, respect the this. Yeah, I respect, respect the, hustle. the hustle. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am totally. But understand the hustle? Not at all. <laughs> oh, man. This is so fucking weird. Brawless chest hiccups? Okay. That's a video. Now you speak in my language. <laughs> Jump, jumper hiccups? Dude, what? I don't understand. We, the, dude, this is dark. This is, this is a. This is this a is dark. A, Turn back, dude. Don't go where I can't follow. All right, <laughs> let's go back out. to this dude's file. Okay, well, now we just got a I Love Hiccups page on Facebook. So we yeah. got to go click on that and see what this is about. Is this, I is am, this more um, widespread than we think? I guess. I don't... <laughs> January 15th, 2017. What does everybody think about hiccups? Please let me know. There's three okay. comments, one of which is just a bunch of hearts. <laughs> one of them is like, yo, hiccups red fucking hearts. suck, dude. Oh my god, dude, this is so fucking weird. Yeah, when my grandfather had cancer, he could do nothing but hiccup. Is that fucking hot to you, bro? I, am, I, am, I kink, am I kink shaming now? I, I, I guess. I don't... Like, not everything that the human body does needs to be sexualized, right? I would, I would for sure say that. I would definitely like, agree with you, Jeremy. I, I mean... 
and here's and here's the problem we get into because like my mind immediately goes into uh, like people that are super into uh, piss play or scat play or something like that, which I am. I am a hundred percent not down with the gold. I'm freaking out with the golden stuff. Yeah. I'm just not into it. So like the idea of being into hiccups, like it's fine, I guess, until you start retweeting 14 year old girls talking about their bellies. Yeah. That's when it's weird. And That's when you're reaching out weird. to my girlfriend. <laughs> you start reaching out to Chris Mosher's girlfriend. Uh, local hell? Bones becomes localization bones. He puts on his serious hat and does a very, very polite clapback. Oh, dude, Please just, take your hiccup fetish elsewhere. Is all my tweet says. Who is who is the hiccup account following? That's going to be the more important pro- the more important question. Who are they following to get this good good hiccup co- content? It's all just it looks like just un- under underage women. It's all it yeah, is. It's, it's just, just like, a bunch if, of like if if they women. had been following Jess, I would have been like you're about you're about to you're about to catch the smoke off the edge of Andoril Flame of the West. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's in my profile picture. Oh, here's somebody who describes themselves as the hiccup girl. Oh, all right. I mean, at least she's owning it. This is really weird, dog. Dude, we're looking into, we're staring into darkness right now. This is season 11, the darkness. Season 11, the darkness. What if Amara just had hiccups constantly? What if she just did nothing but hiccup Supernatural would have a different audience. I'm, I'm struggling to imagine how you found a hiccup sexy. What do you do? What is what is well, what ignites that in here? What yeah. is sexy about a hiccup? Uh, yeah, you know this is this. We said to think about scat. And sorry, this is probably super gross to some listeners. Um, Steve was telling me about this Reddit thread that he was reading about this this dude who was like thinks that he's into that. Basically, he wants a woman to go to the bathroom on him, um, and and then gets into the situation. He's ready to go, and then literally as it's happening, going, "Oh no, I'm not into this." <laughs> I've just now realized oh, no. <laughs> that I didn't actually want this to happen. Oh God! Oh God! It was no, please no. And it was too late. He was already in it. I mean, it was already on him. You mean it was already on him? It was already on him. Like, uh, imagine. You know, I I have a like a pretty open relationship with my wife, and in terms of like with things that we can talk about and discuss. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and I'm not going to uh-huh. get super personal when I talk about this because I don't talk about my 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 personal sex life on podcasts. I think that I think that's a little step over the line. Well, yeah, because you're a virgin. Yeah, because I've never consummated my marriage in 15 years is the big thing. A um, little bit over the line, Chris, if you know what I'm saying. But like, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm just imagining the conversation of, of like going to your partner and being like, hey, look, uh, I know we've been together for a little while. Uh, we haven't really talked about this. I have something I want you to do to me. And they're like, oh, do you want to do, do some, some ass eating? Do you want to, do you want to like some kinky sex? Do you want to tell me? Where are we going with this? You want me to, you want to wear a blindfold? Do you want me to use some like weird oils? Like, what are we doing? What do we, what do we get into? And you're like, well, no, no, no. I want you to literally shit on my chest or on my face. Yeah. And they're like, um, Oh, you know how that time, you, <laughs> you know, that time we got Taco Bell and you ate too much and oh, you got no. really sick. No, you, Chris, no, <laughs> no, I want to, I want to be the toilet bowl. <laughs> Babe, it was too far. Babe, I want to be the toilet bowl. <laughs> too All far. Right. I gotta get out of here. Thinking face out cool. Patreon. Wait, this is the wrong podcast. Hey, you realize you realize the first uh, the first episode we're doing is Brown Heart, right? <laughs> we could we could literally just make this the first episode. Yeah, we're good. All right, got it. All right, so this is this is the crossover event with Thinking oh, Face. If you don't listen Jesus. to Thinking Face, our emoji podcast, please. Hop over. We're in we're in heart month or heart yeah. uh, quarter. We don't we don't uh, talk about shit all the time. I promise you. Yeah, everybody. I promise you. Um, but we're about you. Please check it out. <laughs> what um like I 
I can't imagine this again. Going back to this, like let's let's take the shit out of it just real quick. But let's let's sure, say sure, that's sure, a hiccups sure. thing, right? Like, what if uh, what if Jess came to you, or let's let's just take Jess out of it too, because I don't want to specifically do this. Like, what if a girl came up to you and was like, "You have the sexiest hiccups. Like, can you hiccup for me? Like, that's the I just yeah. I wouldn't even know how to respond. Even if it was my partner, if even right. if, if it was my girl and she was like, "You have the sexiest hiccups," I'd be like, "Dial Dude, it down like, a notch." It's like Cliff Blazinski getting on Twitter and being like, "Yo, my life, my wife loves my farts," and she's exactly. like, "It's true, I do it's love true. Farts. I love his farts." Like, yo, B. keep that in the DMs. I don't need that on the TL. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> literally unfollowed the two of them because of that i was like this is too much about their relationship i have seen a picture inside your house because they were post pictures of like them having two tvs out on the wall and playing video games together and i'm like this is too much the fart thing is too much too much the fart thing has changed this entire the way i view all of this keep it off my tl i'm gonna need you to take about 50 60 percent off of all of this i just can't i just can't do it I can't believe, you know, it's, it's strange. Me and Autumn talk about this all the time. Like she has been um, like knock on wood has been extremely blessed not to get harassed on the internet, which is something that I always am worried about. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Right. Being a person whose first and last name is on the internet. She's the same way. Like it's real easy to find us on the internet and I'm real lucky. Like no one has like seized on her. Oh, she, she loves the dark tower and witches. So I'm in love with autumn Greer and I'm going to stalk her. Like we, and she's never been followed by a hiccup account or anything like that. Like we've, she's been super, super lucky. I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't know. Absolutely do not know what I would do. Also, why is Brian Wade checking replies to your girl? Yo, Brian, Brian Wade, why are you checking the I replies ask you to a quick, I gotta ask you a quick question, Brian. Are you are you hiccup lover? Is Brian you? Wade, what are you doing, <laughs> bro? How come you how come you saw that so fast? Are you hiccup lover? Did you do you have a search for hiccups? Like, is that bro. do you have like a warning? Do you have do you have notification for Jess's tweets about hiccups, bro? <laughs> Brian dude. Wade, be I'm Wade. starting to think I'm because I was like, yo, he blocked me, and you were like, haha, lol, me too. Well, there's no proof of that. There's no proof. What if he? What if he I runs think, the account, dude? Dude, I think B. I think B. Wade's tickle Wade guy or tickle guy or hiccup guy, whatever. It's hiccup, it's hiccup. No, we can't even joke about that because this guy's a pedo. That's true. Yeah, I know B. Wade is not a pedo. Also, for some reason, like tickle stuff doesn't bother me near as much as hiccup stuff. So I'm fuck. I'm a fucking hypocrite. I'm a hiccup crit. You know. <laughs> You know, whatever. I'm whatever, a hiccup bro. crit. Dude, I'm hiccup Chris. That's fucking mine. You're hiccup Chris. Mm-hmm. Hold on. It's time for new Discord names, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Drink beer too fast. <laughs> um, oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. New Discord names for, for the kids. Yep. Can't wait for everybody to be like, what? Yeah. Find out next week, everybody. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. So that's what that's what it's been about. It's, you know, just chilling, doing Twitter as usual. Um, yeah, that's all. I noticed that more people liked my um, AirPod horror stories than than they did my AirPod victory. So that's a little effed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody likes the dark middle chapter. Everybody likes the yeah. When I the, when the, I flushed it down the toilet, tons of likes. Everybody when loves I, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Nobody loves Attack of the Clones. Right. right that's right. That's yep. right. Yep. yep. Um, flushed down the toilet. Tons of likes. Mm-hmm. I get my replacement and it doesn't work. Tons of likes. Well, I'm, I'm assuming to work. I'm assuming that that's because you got those toilet retweets. You got those that's toilet right. bot retweets. That's true. Those are those were upping those were upping yeah. the uh, upping the likes for sure. Upping the uh, the the engagement. The, the reach. You, you had engagement. serious engagement. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I got and then I I used a poem 
from mm-hmm. the Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings mm-hmm. and and to to announce that my AirPods finally did work and uh, nine likes. What am I fucking? Was this Facebook? Come on. What is this? Instagram post the algorithm taking over? What Shit, the hell? Dude, dude. Am I, am I posting this on my MySpace? What the dude, hell? Am I supposed to this on MySpace and only Tom saw me in random bands that? from my town? I never had a MySpace. Did MySpace have the equivalent of a like? Um, I don't think it did. Not in my day, anyway. It was just you like would comment on people's walls. Maybe you could like a comment. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. The thing that they added was was comment threads. So you would comment on somebody's like wall or their page, mm-hmm. and I remember getting them like you know eighth grade, and people would be like, "Hi, Chris! Like, uh, can't wait to see you in school this this uh, fall." Comment back, <laughs> and then you have to go to their page. Hi, Chris! That was a really great hiccup video. Follow yeah. me back. <laughs> Follow me back? Question mark. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then they, yeah, they added comment threads, so you could just respond right there and didn't have to comment back. Didn't have to go to their page and listen to whatever song they had playing. I'm so glad I didn't have a MySpace. Yeah. Uh, let's do emojis. Let's do emojis.